Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi everyone, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Bayo, uh, which for my pronunciation is better for me, so thank you for allowing me to say it that way, from Big O Coaching. Uh, Good to have you on today's podcast. Good to be here, Simon. Thanks for the invite. Thank you. And you were describing just before we uh, started the recording that you're, you're based in Lewisham. In London, so yep. you're not too far from from me at all, and uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about locations when perhaps we get into more lockdown issues uh, later on at the end of the podcast. But describe a little bit about yourself. Give us a little bit of the story for the listeners, so we get to know you a little bit better. Okay, story starts obviously with mum and dad, uh, who came from Nigeria, sixty four, sixty six, respectively. Um, had me in sixty eight. Um, I grew up in streets of South London, um, went back and forth to Nigeria with them for holidays, but primarily, as I said, went to uh, schools in South London, Battersea, Clapham, predominantly male boys' schools, Catholic schools, so I grew up okay. a, a Catholic. Um, then I went off to university. My old man wanted me to be a doctor. That wasn't yep. going to happen, so I failed. <laughs> I did chemistry, biology, maths, failed them, went on to do the humanities, went on yep. to study law, uh, went uh-huh. on to do a, a postgraduate degree in law, master's in law, but I never actually became a lawyer for whatever reason to be discussed. That's interesting, yeah. Um, I practiced it, but I wanted to be a city lawyer, but it didn't happen. I was considered raw. Um, This did a long stint at the Hammersmith and Fulham Law Centre, and I just wondered why were we not getting housing policies, homelessness situations sorted? Why don't we work for the local authorities? So I ended up going to a local authority, London Borough of Lambeth, 1993, and I worked in housing between then and about 2016. Uh, various uh, roles, okay. yeah. from an admin assistant to a senior executive, um, housing associations, local authorities, private companies, housing, housing, housing. Yeah, yeah. Development, management, community development, engagement, building, the whole shebang. Loved it, still involved with it in a number of different levels. Right. But I, had, I, had, I was ambitious, had dreams, aspiration to be at least the CEO of a small organization, but that yeah. never came to be. Um, and sometimes when you hit your head against a brick wall, you start to ask yourself, is this really for me? And yeah. 2015, 2016, nah, it wasn't for me. I was approaching the big 5-0, three yeah. kids under the age of four. My missus had got an amazing job flying all over Europe then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I said, what else could I do? Um, being a house husband, had its attractions for young boys yep. being brought up in South London would be hard work as it is. And then I thought, you know, I've never worked for myself. Family members have done it. Family members have set up businesses. What could I do? And yeah. what I was good at was getting people across the line. What I was good at was supporting people. Right. Often described as that bridge between here and an individual's supposed abyss. Yep. And my first encountering in terms of what I do now, I'm a coach and a mentor, it was probably about 2003, pivotal moment. My father died. I met yeah. my life partner and I had my first coach and counsellor. 
Right. And all those things. So a coach and counsellor in one. No, two different, no, two two different things. Two a different coach. ones. They say, yeah, that's quite unusual. Find oh, well, a coach okay. and a counsellor. Exactly. There that. are some. There are some. I've but, just spoken to one earlier, but yeah. Okay. It's interesting you say that. I've read that there's a growing oh. industry at the moment. But mm. back then, 2003, counselling, following my father's death, yep. I don't think I managed it well. I looked like I did. I thought I did. But yep. I certainly wasn't. Yeah. And so through my friend talked about, look, mate, you, you, you think you're big I am, but you need counselling. So I took yeah. on counselling. And in terms of work, the then chief executive of a house association said, great managers, love your drive, but you, we want to become leaders now. And the way to do that is to get coached. But he was a forthright thinking uh, CEO, still involved now. Yeah. Um, he brought Goba training. Remember Goba School of yeah, Customer yeah. Services? Yeah. He brought that to us around 2001 too. Got my first coach, and the rest, as they say, is history. And that's and that's quite forward thinking for a housing association, right? Yeah, I've oh, been yeah. in construction all my life, and uh, I've got a business that does MVQ training. We do a lot of MVQs for people that either work in or around housing associations, and that's that's quite unique, isn't it, for some way to introduce coaching to that kind of business? Yeah, because uh, he was into customer services. He was into customer care. I I'd, I'd come through local authorities who yeah. delivered what they had to deliver. But he said, why can't we be like a Marks and Spencers? Admittedly, wow. the product is finite. They have a yeah. home. Yeah. They have, you know, they have a home in a block of flats or on the street, whatever. However, yeah. our interaction with them, the yeah. services we deliver them, how we engage with them should be the best it could be. And in order to do that, you need to lead. You need to yeah. lead from the front as an individual with your team and how you engage people. And what a great model that would be. I mean, you know, we've all seen uh, here in the UK some recent news. ITN had done a bit of a bashing of um, local authorities recently. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some would argue fairly. Some would say, you know, they're just, you know, one-offs. But, you know, who knows? But to have that kind of forward thinking in that kind of environment, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. And, of course, now you are the CEO. Well, you're the sure I'm a director, but yeah. Yeah, I, but I, I you are... Yeah, well, you are yeah. the chief everything officer, oh, as yeah, somebody once said to me. <laughs> That's a definition of a CEO, chief everything officer. Because I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, should I give myself a title of managing director or should I give myself a title of CEO? And I said, well, I've never liked managing director because that always gives me the feeling that I'm just managing. Um, CEO... Um, also has a bit of a stigma for me because that just means you have to do everything, chief everything officer. So you, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with the, the, the chief everything officer. So thank you very much for that that story there, and what an interesting journey, particularly in that time. And yeah, likewise, yeah, I became a coach after having been coached for over twenty years. So that that's what led me to decide to be a coach and to do things differently as well. So I'd be interested to hear your take on that in a, in a few moments, but. Let's talk about what we're drinking today. I know you've got a, you know, a, a drink of water, uh, yep. but you, you were telling me uh, before the recording started that you drink sort of green teas and herbal tea. So just tell us a little bit about what you drink during the business day. It will be a combination of green teas, herbal, primarily green tea, um, yep. chamomile of an evening, I suspect, uh, but green tea, lemon sometimes but yeah green tea green tea green tea yeah it's not to say i've never touched a cup of coffee or a cup of tea when i was a student at uni one of the things we used to do is um we used to watch formula one 
yeah. when you're in a household of five or six, I mean, a big tea round. And so, yeah. you know, Formula One's are three or four hours long. So that's a lot yeah. of teas to be made. And when you went out for a, a dirty stinker, a fry out breakfast, it was your industrial tea. Yeah. But I suppose when I got into my 30s, 40s, they just didn't do anything for me. The, the caffeine and all that running around, yeah, yeah. Just, it just didn't do it to me. <laughs> and it was a timely because everyone's into healthy living. Yeah. And my lifestyle wasn't perfect. So I thought, you know what, let me just drink yeah. the green tea and see what happens. And I've been doing that ever since. So, And water comes as, as for nothing. So that, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, you know, you, I think, you know, when you're working as we are having to think on our feet with clients, you know, that hydration, whether you look at it from a health point of view, but I drink a lot of water during the day purely because I think it keeps my mind going. It keeps it clear. It keeps it fresh as well as breathing, standing, drinking water. It's interesting you say green tea and we're talking about, you know, having a coach. My first ever coach that I had uh, gave me a white tea. Uh, and I thought, white tea? Well, I drink white tea. You know, I drink normal breakfast tea with milk in it. White tea. He said, no, no. He said, this is you know, a good alternative to green tea. And uh, I must admit, it's, it is quite a strange in taste, but it's supposed to be a lot better for you. So occasionally, if I ever feel like I'm doing a bit of a detox or anything like that, I drink white tea. Interesting. I'll look, but, in, I'll look into that. Yeah, but, but you mentioned, um, off air, if you like, ginger beer. And at the end wow. of the day, you know, you'll have a, a sort of ginger beer, ginger ale. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that, because, you know, I, I love particularly a good spice ginger beer. And I've got a big bottle downstairs. And, you know, instead of having normal beer, that was my alternative, particularly in lockdown, to drink ginger beer. Tell us a little bit more about that. The honest truth, culturally, born and bred in Brixton, ginger beer, you know. Yep. Um, Caribbean um, influences, so patty, ginger beer. Um, salt fish, ginger beer. I'm Nigerian, so it would have been ginger beer, super malt, but ginger beer. The reason I drink it more than I ever drink anything else is I don't drink alcohol anymore. I've not drank yeah. for nine years. Um, so my my preferable drink would be a ginger beer. Orange and lemonade if I went to a pub, then ginger beer. Um, and I just, as you said, it's the spice, it's that ginger. When it kicks in, yeah. it's great. Now, I used to just grow up and... Uh, can I mention the name of can I used to drink or just? Yeah, 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 you go for it. I'm always up for sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Unashamedly. The, the old Idris can of ginger beer, you know, Idris ginger beer, just got it from yep. the supermarket, get it from the corner shop. But when you get older, you see other bods, they drink different types of ginger beer. And you think, wow, that, that was great. And I had a neighbour, a German fella, um, and he used to make his own ginger beer. And he used to say, right, Bay yeah. is coming round. He's not going to drink any of my alcohol. I'll make him his own ginger beer. And it was... It was just a bit, and you could tell, you could tell them about the potency. Make it more potent, yeah. Make it more gingery. Make it more yeah. fiery. And some of the branded ginger beers are now providing your more spicy, your more fiery ginger, which yeah, is a nice little kick. I like yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I love uh, anything with ginger. If I go for a Chinese takeaway, it's got to have ginger, ginger yeah. and spring onion. If I'm drinking, uh, I always have a ginger and um, lemon tea yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Very first thing. Um, so yeah, so ginger, ginger gets the digestive system going, doesn't it? That's my um, excuse. My mum would always say, when you get a cold, sun, ginger, put the ginger in it, put ginger, ginger, ginger. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's a good drink. Can't drink it too often because it does rot the teeth. Well, I do drink it a lot, <laughs> but the, I suppose why I drink water is it just washes out the ginger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Supposed yeah, to and, well, any, any soda type drinks do, don't they? So uh, yeah. It does. 
So thinking about your your own business, then, um, what's been the latest or most significant thing that you've worked on or fixed in, in your own business? I've Everyone's had to adapt to certain degrees. My strength is one-to-one coaching. My okay. strength is in your eyes, old school, pure coaching. Yep. And that has taken a big hit over the last yep. 18 months because we've gone online there is more expectation, programs, projects, frameworks, et cetera, et cetera. So I've, had, I've adapted and adopted to provide what they call a program of coaching. Yeah. Um, I've delivered webinars, obviously. I have delivered some facilitative work, obviously. But I also got into working with small businesses through a membership organization. So I, I, I lead and co-host a networking event. Yeah. And with that, was able to help and support some small businesses that just didn't have the work for all the budgets or the planning yeah. to bring on a coach of, our, of my sorts, my ilk. So I thought of the micro world, the micro businesses, what, what we yeah. call on the streets of London, the side hustle, the yep. side hustlers who okay. had a job, been put on furlough, being made redundant. There's nothing out there to go and work to do, but they have a dream. So I've been trying to work with them to realise their dreams. Um, so that's, that's what I've done successfully to some degree. Yeah. So how was it before uh, the shift from one to one day? What, what was the sort of kind of things that you'd help people with? And you know, what were the problems that you solved for people? So I think I'm working two spheres, a small business sphere and the professional services. So if you talk about the professional services, it's that individual who has been given a promotion, wants a promotion, struggling with the workload or the requirements of that workspace. So it's a question about getting them to understand leadership, understand the difference between that and management, resilience, their own brand, their own well-being. Those types of things is what I worked on with them on a one-to-one client, particularly the professional service person who's looking for a promotion or has been promoted. In a small yeah. business world, it was those business owners who, you know, last year it was just scary. It was, yeah. this is what I want to do, but I don't feel I have the worth all to do it. I, my, my vision is lacking because this has happened. It's about working with them and trying to get that vision back on track, yeah. get the resources that they need and the options available for them to get that on track, you know, build that inner self, that confidence and, and help them to move forward. So those have been my main target audience yeah. identifying the problems that they have and creating a strategic plan of action for them to address uh, to, to, to strategic plan of action to address the problems yeah focus solutions so these people then um that you've been working with one-to-one have any of them moved into programs have any of them gone more uh, into a different level of coaching with you or have they all stayed in in the one-to-one level because i know certainly from my point of view um, whilst I've still retained a lot of one-to-one clients, they've gone from doing it face-to-face to more online. Not not completely, because yeah. some have been key workers and yeah, they're businesses that I've still been able to go in and see occasionally. But what 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 have you seen the shift in that one-to-one coaching? How's that been for you? There is definitely individuals who I see online. So that yep. they instead of an hour, it's two hours. Um, it could be, so I've worked with a CEO or a managed director who I've done one-to-one and now they're saying, well, 
my my team are online, yep. out of sight. I need to bring them on board, help. And so I'm in okay. doing group facilitative work, group work with their second tier management or first tier management, depending on where they start in yeah. the strata. So a lot of that is flipped online. Um, where else have we done stuff? Um, there's been a lot of stuff around workbooks. Um, I work with, as an advisory board, a chair of an advisory board. Yeah. So we would deliver on a workbook and or a master plan. So it, okay. it may be that there's a, a situation within the business or yeah. within a few of them. And then we try to work out with me facilitating that, identify solutions to their problems yeah. internally. And it's interesting what you say there about the, the sort of managing director, the CEO, because a, a lot more of their staff are distant and working from home and are working more online, that like your uh, boss all those years ago has seen the opportunity to help them and coach them as well. And yeah, that's something that many of the listeners might not have thought of. And uh, I know some for some furlough is going to carry on for perhaps a few months yet. But, you know, coaching is something that people can still do whilst they're on furlough very often because, you know, if there's an element of training to it, uh, um, but, you know, use it, you know, get your team ready to get back to some kind of new normal, you know, and it's great that you've had people that have done that. Exactly that. So I'm working with a digital marketing individual. His, his, his goal was to grow business and then sell it. Yep. But in order for that to happen, he needed to grow a team and a workforce that was in a position to be sold, i.e. Yeah. were fit for purpose. Yeah. They then had to be brought on the same page in terms of the vision and the values and the mission of yeah. he as the leader. And so it was thought, team meetings, group meetings, the odd one, I'll be able to facilitate that to ensure that the same message was being spread and heard yeah. and said by team members. Yeah. And equally, I mean, not all the time, but it's been good for my businesses. The odd individual said, I've enjoyed that session, Bayer. I understand you're coaching X. Can I talk to you about coaching, please, on yeah. a one-to-one basis? So right. it can be quid pro quo. Yeah, yeah. So how's it been delivering the programs? You know, you said you've had to adapt to a program of coaching uh, and obviously, you know, continuing that enabling people's dreams. How has it been for you? Are there any things, you know, there might be some consultants and coaches listening to this as well as other business owners and even business owners perhaps looking at, uh, shifting into more program-based products or services. How's it been making that shift? I've, my background has always been about partnerships. When you work in housing, you, you, you yeah. can't manage a block of flats without having a caretaking staff, a, a repairs and maintenance staff, an engagement team, an antisocial behaviour team, whatever you want to call them. Yep. So for me, the key has been collaborations. For me, the okay. key has been partnerships. I am not good at X, I am not good at Y, but I know a man or woman who is, who are. Just yeah. before this call, for example, Simon, I was, I mean, uh, I mean, the throes of a, of a partnership, we're calling ourselves Peacock, and what we're about is helping businesses grow. And my partners in crime uh, is a branding expert, is a sort of digital marketing expert, branding expert, et cetera, et cetera. And the third individual is a systems and processes person. You know, you okay. want to do something... So the idea is the three of our individual talents and skill set, knowledge and experience, will be helping clients at that level. Yeah. So all you know, 
all, I say all coaches, most business owners are into networking, most business owners are into going out and about. But what I found is sometimes you can bring a client on board that they need X, they need Y. Yeah. As a coach, I can't deliver that. Yeah. I can make a referral, but then they still got to go through hoops and stuff to, to see where that referral works. But what I've done is to create a collaboration or partnerships with trusted individuals who are experts in their field, I believe, yeah. that can add value to what I do as a coach. Perfect. So clients who are talking about, even if it's professional services, individual are talking about getting to the next level in their career, sometimes that's about what's your brand? What's your messaging out there? Yeah. How do you come across on LinkedIn, on social platforms, et cetera, et cetera. And actually, when you get into this new job, this new organization, how are you going to address the systems and processes that exist? What do you know about them? And so these other two individuals will support me in that journey. Yeah. yeah. And I think the thing as well is that you as the, the coach of that partnership bring the accountability element, don't you? Exactly. You know, exactly. Because you don't want to be doing it for them. You might want to do it with them, uh, perhaps, but it's it's making sure there's that accountability there to getting it done as well, isn't it? So that's, that's great. Key. And, you know, you asked me a question, what, I, what else have I done? I've, I've brought in a lot about accountability into the coaching. Yeah. So you could have monthly sessions, whatever. But in that month, there's an accountability call that I would give my clients. Obviously, if they, they want it, they, they yeah. may ask for it. And that call is probably 15 minutes, 30 minutes, just to help and support them in the journey in terms of the actions that they've, they've said they're going to take on board. Um, right. Because, you know, it's been difficult. You know, yeah. People have having to do this, having to work from home, having not to work. And so sometimes that little support during the, the middle of the coaching program yeah. or on a monthly basis is, so Simon, what's been good for you? What's been yeah. difficult for you? Where, what, what have you seen? What have you not seen? What would you like to do differently? Et cetera, et cetera. Then we meet at a, a full coaching session and we explore the pros and cons yeah. and we move on to the next action and hopefully yeah. deliver. Yeah. So... You've mentioned, uh, obviously, this new uh, partnership uh, and also your, your backstory. How do the listeners find out more about you? Is there anything that people can take away from you? And tell us how they can connect with you. Well, I, I exist on all the socials, if, if I can call it that. LinkedIn is probably the best place to find me. It's just okay. Bayo Ego, B-A-Y-O-I-G-O-H on LinkedIn. Yep. Um, but you can also find me as Bigo Coaching. That's B-I-G-O-H, Coaching, yep. one word, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and I have a YouTube channel as well. So just put Great. in Bigo Coaching yep. and see what comes up. Find there. And you'll yep. find me. And connect with you listeners um, on, on LinkedIn, connect uh, to Bayo, and, yeah, have a look at his resume, find out more about him, and uh, yeah. see, see what he's got to offer. What I do is normally give a sort of discovery session, 45 minute hour, just chit chat, see what you want, how do you want it? What do you understand about coaching? I'll talk to you about myself, not to dissimilar to what we've just done, yeah. Simon. Yeah. And then we work out, for me, it's about what is the goal? What is your yeah. end goal? And then we work out what your resources are, options are to deliver that, support mechanisms internally, externally. And hopefully we can go over a program to deliver. Yeah. And, you know, it's very rare that you find a coach as well listeners that uh, accepts that they haven't got all the answers uh, and it is about accountability and will do those partnerships 
to bring those extra resources in to help your business. Because if you want a coach that's going to be with you for the long haul, you need one that can bring in those connections and those resources to help you grow your business and to be successful. And uh, there's a lot of coaches out there who don't. They think they don't want you going to anybody who might be competition or uh, anybody who's going to steal you and go your way. But, you know, it's it's really important to get somebody that has access to those resources. So check out uh, Bayo there. So, Bayo, if you could give listeners one tip, something that they can take away, something they can do something with after this podcast, what would be the tip that you would share? It might be a business tip. It might be a life tip. Um, um, I'm, I'm not particularly uh, too fussed if it's a ginger beer tip, but uh, what, what, what could be the tip that you'd share today? Reflect. Sit back and reflect. There's that added, added, added prior plan yeah. prevents poor performance. Obviously, great, group, great. But when you're planning, what are you doing about reflection? What are you reflecting on? Reflection, I think, is so important in order yeah. to understand the journey that you want to take, the growth that you want to undertake, and also appreciating how you may have not hit the mark at some point in that journey. And so reflection is key because that then adds to the planning process. That then adds to the goals that you set yourselves. That then adds to the overall needs and wants that you have. Sit back, reflect. And with that reflection comes celebrations of successes. Some people just don't sit. I mean, I mentor and coach people who just go, 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 go. And I say, well, so how did you celebrate that one? You said that was successful. What what did you do to succeed? What did you do to celebrate? Because they don't reflect on it. They've moved on to the next one. They've moved on to the next one. And sometimes it's not as good as if they did sit back and reflect and said, wow, I used that, I did that, and I did this. Because what I've learned in the past 18 months is we have a reserve of resilience, a reserve or a bucket of achievements, mm. a bucket of, of successes. And we need to dip into that bucket from time to time. Because at some point, we're going to go for a bit of a downer. Yeah. It ain't going to be going the way we want it to go. And in order to rebuild that resilience, just reflect and say, hmm, but I did that, or I overcame that, or we overcame that, or I learned this, or I learned that, or I was was shown this and I shown that. Let me put that into place to plan to move forward. Bit of a long answer there, Simon, but the answers are reflect and celebrate. Yeah, and I think you're right. It is so important for celebrate because we beat ourselves up as business owners in particular. We beat ourselves up when things don't go well, but very rarely do we take the time to celebrate the little successes. Uh, You know, uh, reflection is something that I've been very, very keen on for some time, but actually I stepped it up quite a bit last year. I did a, a Facebook challenge with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, and I've never been one for journaling. Uh, and I now I'm passionate about journaling. You know, I write my to-do list. I was very good at doing to-do lists, but to-do lists are great, but I never took the time to reflect on how the day had gone. The journal just gives me that 15 minutes, that's all, at the end of the day, just to look back on the day. What did I learn? What did I achieve? What didn't quite go as well as I expected? What didn't I do at all that I should have done that I need to do tomorrow? Exactly that. Reflection is so important, isn't it? But we forget to do it. We forget to stop and do it and take the time. And that's what you need to do. And if you're not one for writing out in a journal or a book or on your computer or whatever, go for a walk and just think about your day. Yeah. 
that's what that's what I do. Go for a walk or sit down in a cozy place and just say to myself, mm, what did I didn't do? What did I do? Wow, brilliant, great success. And celebrate success could be having an extra hour with the kids or whatever it is. Just celebrate it. You need us into more things and all those other chemical things that make you happy. When I had the construction business, one of the things we used to, we used to have some um, revenue targets up on the wall. And if we hit the revenue targets on a Friday, the whole office got treated to a McDonald's breakfast. Now, whether you like McDonald's breakfast or not, but the coffee is to die for, uh, you know, and it would be a massive order. That, I mean, I say massive. There were about 12 of us in the office. But yeah, my, my treat, business treat, everybody got McDonald's breakfast that, that morning. Uh, and it's those little things Everybody looked forward to it. Everybody used to look at the figures on Wednesday and Thursday. How close are we? <laughs> Not how close are we to the revenue figures, but how close are we to the McDonald's breakfast? Exactly that. Exactly that. And, you know, my great housing managers, the donuts on a Friday, a little yep. card in your in, in your intro to say that was a great job. You, you, yeah. As you said, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just yeah. taking recognition of and yeah. celebrating that success. Yeah. Um, somebody uh, gave me a video to watch the other day, and I can't remember if I mentioned it on previous podcast or not, but uh, there's a video where, uh, is it Snoop Dogg, the rapper, uh, oh got, gi- got given a Hall of Fame. If you, if you, if you Google this, listeners, uh, I want to thank me. Oh, yeah, the best. If you, if you, <laughs> if you Google yeah. it and he just says, I want to thank me for this, I want to thank me for the hard work, I want to thank me for the dedication. <laughs> and sometimes that reflection there is nothing wrong with thanking yourself. There is nothing wrong with saying to yourself, I did a good well, job. Well that done. was a good day. Yeah, exactly. Well yeah. Well done. Definitely. So you mentioned the, the walk and the you know, being somewhere cosy, etc., which leads us very nicely onto the last question of this uh, podcast. If you're going to have a ginger beer in a dream location, tell us a little <laughs> bit about that dream location. Give us something okay. to aspire to to travel towards? So me and my partner, we went, we've been, we travel. India is her favorite country. Goa is a place that we go to a lot, Sri Lanka, et cetera, et cetera, Thailand. And what we're looking, we've got three young boys uh, on the age of nine and they've not done a long haul. So the first time we do a long haul would be to a tropical place where there's a lagoon, where they can swim, there's hammocks, there's trees. And what we had special about the places we've been to is that the, the food was was fresh, you know. They 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 actually got a boat, you jumped in it with them, and yep. they, you saw the net go over, you saw and, and you brought it back and then it'd be cooked for you on a beach. That's what we want. Just just simple Fabulous. life. Away from it all. Just get up when you want to get up, stroll, swim, eat, meet other people, talk. And if you really, really want to get out, get on a bike or a moped up the island a few miles and come back again. Just, yeah. I just want to, we just want to be away for a couple of weeks where the grind is no longer there. Just yeah. us chilling. Sat there, fresh cooked food with your glass of ginger beer. Glass of cold ginger beer and a f- yeah. bits of ice. Yeah, yeah, love it. Bits of love ice. It. Yeah, I can see that now. I can smell smell the cooking. It's fish for me, so uh, all yeah, day. That sounds great. Yeah, all day. That's all great. Day. Well, thank you very much for giving up your time for the podcast, listeners. You've uh, heard lots of things about you know the keys in the partnership. Take some time to reflect. And interesting, what Bayo said there is reflection should be part of your planning process. 
If it's not, then it should be. If you're planning anything, take time in the planning process, not after the planning's done. Of course, you're going to do that then, but take time in the planning process to do what Bear told us to do and to take some time to reflect. And of course, yeah, for those of us that are coaches and consultants, we've learned a bit about moving from one-to-one to a program and how that's affected uh, his business and uh, has helped his clients as well. So thank you very much for being on today's podcast, Bear. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bob Drawsinger, thank you. Excellent. And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help businesses around the globe become better aware, which we've done, better educated. Certainly you've received some education today and take something away and do that reflection. And we've talked about what we drink during the day as well and shared some some great tips on uh, green teas, white teas and ginger beer too. So I really look forward to having you all on the next podcast. Bye for now. Excellent.